Few will remain faithful. Teaching by Lourdes Pinto to the Love Crucified community on January 14 of 2022. Okay, we consecrate this teaching tonight to our most holy mother, to her immaculate heart and to her spouse, our divine companion, the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit come through the intercession of Mary and set our hearts on fire with our identity and mission as God's warriors, victim souls for these decisive times. Last week, I shared with you the words that the Lord gave us for the beginning of the new year 2022. And today I'm going to begin and I'm going to go deeper with you on some of the words he spoke to us so that we can ponder and go deep together with our blessed mother. The Lord said to us, the time approaches for the great persecution of my followers. I, as I did with my apostles, disciples, mother, and friends, am preparing you for this difficult hour. Few will remain faithful. Judas betrayed me because his passions had not been purified. His zeal for his desires, power, and riches darkened his soul so that Satan could manipulate him. The Lord goes on to say to us, this is what will happen again at the final hour. I will be betrayed by those closest to me, my consecrated souls, because the darkness within their hearts has not been purified and Satan will deceive them until it's too late. My small community of love crucified will also suffer this devastation because not all have listened and responded to my voice, preparing them for these difficult times. Remain in the Immaculate Heart of Mary in silence and prayer, pondering the words I have spoken to you. And you will have the purity of heart to persevere till the end. Encourage my little mustard seed to persevere living the simple path I continue guiding you in. Therefore, I'd like to go tonight to our encounter of two years ago. And before we enter that encounter again, because the Lord speaks in this message about our desires having to be purified, I want to make something clear. And the question is 
at the beginning tonight as we enter this purification, what are the two forces in the decisive battle being waged? Mark Mallet expresses it simply and clearly in his blog of January 5th, 2022. First, the powerful economic and political powers intent upon reducing and controlling the population. That is Satan's power of destruction. And this versus those defending life, dignity, and freedom. We, my community, cannot serve two masters. We each must choose which side of this battle we are on. The Lord has been very clear in his messages to us. It will be only his followers who will be persecuted. My community, not everyone will be persecuted. During World War II, not everyone was persecuted. Many people continued their jobs and schooling and shopping and doing all kinds of things. The Lord continuously lets us know that few will remain faithful. Why? Because his followers are those who are willing to deny themselves, meaning those willing to deny their desires, including good desires, to maintain employment, comforts of life, attachments to many things, etc., to pick up their cross and follow him to be crucified. The Lord is letting us know in advance that he will be betrayed again by those closest to him because of the darkness that remains in their hearts. He also is clear that those who persevere till the end will be those who remain in the immaculate heart of Mary in silence and prayer and possess a pure heart. In 2020, the love crucified encounter was on the first nail of crucifixion the purification of our desires. It was the beginning of the pandemic. How providential that God in his infinite goodness was bringing us to the death of our desires, expectations, and attachments. A very difficult purification which many of us have been living for the past two years. Without this death of self, we cannot persevere as God's victim souls, one with the crucified. So I began listening again 
to the retreat talks of 2020. And tonight I want to go back a little bit with you and focus on the second reflection of our retreat. In that second reflection, it began with these words from our path, chapter four, the purification of your desires. And the Lord said to us, the purification of your desires is the first stage of purification in my sacred heart. You begin to move only according to my desires and not yours. You no longer do what you want to do, nor go where you want to go. But now you go only where I take you. You choose to live each day according to what is most difficult, not what is easiest. This will require a greater discipline of your will, greater silence, and stillness of soul in me. As I read these words again this week, words that were given by the Lord in 2014, they took on a new perspective after two years of the pandemic and the great reset of the one world order with its anti-gospel agenda against life, dignity, and freedom. Many people can no longer do what they want to do, nor go where they want to go, unless they have received the mRNA vaccine. But the Lord was preparing us as his victim souls by letting us know, as he did with Peter, that we will go only where he takes us. Where is he taking us? To the cross, to be persecuted with him, to participate in divine love as one with his sacrifice of love, to win this battle and usher in the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with the reign of the Holy Spirit and the Eucharistic reign of Jesus. That retreat of 2020 focused on a beautiful teaching the Lord gave us on September 30th of 2019. And I will share some of those words with you from that retreat. The Lord taught us. My apostles at first could not receive the mystery of God's plan of salvation which opens the passage to enter into God through his son because their desires and expectations kept their minds and hearts concealed to the knowledge of God's love. But when their expectations and desires were shattered and their hearts were humbled in grief, 
the Holy Spirit could begin to reveal to them the mystery of divine love found and encountered in the cross and through the cross. To this day, the mystery of the cross continues to be veiled to the majority of people because, listen carefully, they are not willing to allow the spirit to pierce through their pride, control, stubbornness, plans, and self. The apostles are overwhelmed with grief, we taught in our retreat, because Jesus, for the second time, has told them that he is going to be killed and that he will be raised on the third day. They are overwhelmed with grief because they have truly come to know Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, and they have come to love him. But their grief is not yet fully purified. The intentions of their hearts are not yet pure. Therefore, their love is not yet filial love, pure love. Their grief is overwhelming because a very painful process of purification is actually taking place in their hearts. The circumcision of the foreskin of their hearts. Deuteronomy 10.16 The disciples have their desires and expectations of Jesus. They have their own desires of what life ministering with Jesus should be. These are good human desires plans and expectations but the ways of God are not the ways of men get behind me Satan for you are setting your mind not on divine things but on human things Matthew 16 23 their hearts need to undergo the painful process of the circumcision of their desires. The deep desires of their hearts are being cut out, crucified, put to death. And this personal death within the depth of their hearts is overwhelming them with grief. Yet this painful death of their deepest desires and longings is the only means to pure love. This is the first nail of crucifixion with Jesus. The surgical removal of a boy's foreskin is painful, we learned in our retreat. Our desires are the foreskin attached to our hearts. The divine physician comes to cut away this foreskin because it keeps our hearts attached to our eye and not to God. When the skin is removed, the boy feels greater sensitivity. 
This too is what happens to our hearts. When the foreskin of our desires is removed, our hearts become more sensitive to God. They have a greater capacity to know him and to understand his ways. Our hearts then become more attached to God, able to live in greater trust and abandonment to his will. We too have many good desires, we learned two years ago. But they are attached to our wills and ego. For example, desires to have those we love freed from their oppressions, healed of their wounds and disorders, and set free to love us. We want our desires fulfilled many times according to our ways, which we learned, which is not the cross in suffering. So we do what? Control, insist, push, pull, and force to try to change the ones we love. But now, my community, If our desires are still attached to our way of life, we will begin to choose and discard the words of God spoken to us to prepare us as his victim warriors for this battle. We will look for other voices to justify our desires to save ourselves, and we will discard the words that challenge us to suffer as one in Christ's sacrifice of love. Just as many Catholics choose what they want to follow and discard the rest, mainly the church's teachings on sexuality, birth control, abortion, and all the difficult teachings that require sacrifice, and dying to our passions and desires of the flesh. We too in Love Crucified can begin to pick and choose only what fits into our desires. This is the same painful process that is now happening to each of us in the Love Crucified community. We each entered with our own desires and expectations of what life would be like as God's little victim souls. We have lived many years of great joy of coming together and enjoying one another. The missionaries of the cross have loved the idea of being God's green berets. They have felt honored, strong, and important, being the elite of God's army. As the mothers of the cross, we have loved the beauty of our hidden mystical bridal gown and being associated with the mother of sorrows. Yet like the apostles and all of God's saints, 
the intentions of our hearts need to go through the painful process of purification. In the retreat of 2020, it said, if we live this overwhelming grief in this interior death without our gaze upon the mercy, goodness, and power of God, and in the knowledge of his that his ways are perfect and bring forth new life, then we can enter an oppressive sadness because our eyes are fixed on ourselves and not God. And for two years, we have witnessed many people enter depression, that is oppressive sadness, And great fear and anxiety. Because their hearts and the gaze of their hearts is not in God. They have not come to know God, Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The love, the kindness, the power, the goodness of our God. The only way to live this overwhelming grief of this purification that each of us are living is as Mary did. In the knowledge of who God is. And a few, well, a a month ago, on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th of 2021, in which we all renewed our consecration to Mary and the Holy Spirit as one, our Blessed Mother gave us words. You have them in our website. But I'm going to remind you of just one sentence. Our Lady said to us, God in his immense goodness is now preparing you to live consumed in my immaculate heart through the fire of the Holy Spirit as one in Christ crucified into the embrace of the Father to know and taste to different degrees according to each soul the ecstasy of divine life lived on earth. This grace, my community, of living in the love of the Trinity, as our desires are purified in Christ, will be the force of God that gives us the courage to fight for life, dignity, and freedom. Father Jordy explained to me the other day about the obedience to the Pope. And it was so powerful, I said, Father, write it down. Because in the last two years, this issue with the Pope 
and what we're called to be obedient to has been part of our purification, has been a difficult process for all of us in this community. So Father is going to share with what he wrote with us now. This week, the news came out that our Holy Father had congratulated in a personal written letter a sister who founded New Ways Ministries, which is a movement that opposes the church teaching on homosexuality. According to her, just like Father James Martin, which is also very much supported by the Pope, they both say that homosexuality is a beautiful, loving way of manifesting relation between two persons. This brought me to a great anguish. How can the Pope be congratulating her for for this? And uh, I understood the critical times that we're living. And I say again, the Lord is calling us to be very clear that Pope Francis is authentically the Pope. And I keep on reading and and pondering his teachings, and um, I get a lot out of them. He has a very rich magisterium. Many of his teachings are actually on our path, and I'm glad they are there because they are truly a treasure. But then these things happen, and many Catholics are very confused because in their mind, Anything the Pope says has to be from the Holy Spirit and requires total obedience. And that is not true. It has never been true. And uh, what happens is we fail to make a distinction between a formal teaching and letters that he writes, opinions that he gives that are not protected from error as in this case specifically that I just mentioned. So I took this to prayer, says, Lord, how are we to proceed? How is the community going to understand these situations? And, uh, and the world, the church, is in this situation. And it's not the first time it has happened in history before. What came to my mind is completely along the line of what Lourdes was explaining. We just consecrated ourselves to the Blessed Mother. And that consecration is meant to draw us into her heart so that we discern these things with the heart of Mary. The church teaches that the Marian principle in the church is above the Petrine principle. Now, Mary is not the Pope. Mary is not the head of the church as a body like Peter is, but as a mother, she is, the Mar- the, she is what the theologians call the main Marian principle based on the Second Vatican Council. 
uh, Chi represents actually the church, the sense of being church, the direction of the church. So what has God been doing with us this year? What is this purification, this renouncing our desires? What is that all about? It is to enter us into the heart of Mary so that we know with profound humility, without picking and choosing what we like or what is convenient to us, what God is, speaks in the depth of our conscience. In other words, as we become one with Mary, our hearts become more and more purified to make these distinctions. So let us go to Mary in a particular situation. Mary at the foot of the cross. How did she react to the absence of Peter in Calvary? Peter had denied Jesus three times. He had cried about it, but his repentance was still not complete. Because repentance is not just saying, oh my goodness, I did something wrong and cry about it. Repentance cannot be complete until we turn around and we go back on track. And Peter had not done that yet. He was still missing in action. He was still not there. So how did Mary react? Certainly, Peter's behavior pierced the heart of Mary. Mary certainly did not say, well, it's okay. Probably he had a bad day or maybe he had something more important to, to do today. No, that's not Mary. Mary was pierced because Peter should have been there. And Peter should have been the spiritual father, the head of the church, giving her with his spiritual fatherhood, protection, comfort, strength at that most critical moment. So Peter not only betrayed Jesus, but betrayed Mary, abandoned Mary. Yet she did not allow that wound caused by Peter to be infected with resentment or anger. She did not separate herself from him. She continued to recognize him as the one chosen by her son to be the head of the church. Mary never wavered because she is one communion with the Holy Spirit. She knew the truth. He is the head of the church. And I need to know that. And I need to recognize and honor him before all the other apostles as the one who he is, even though my heart may be pierced. So she suffered with maternal love for him. Mary's outpouring of love with Jesus to the father was also for Peter in reparation for Peter in love. So we learn from Mary and with Mary how to go to the depth of our conscience, 
and listen to God and be able to recognize the authentic ministry of the papacy and be able to recognize those human failures that are not about faith and morals or teachings that we always have to be submissive and obedient to, but personal opinions, personal tendencies that may come up. Jesus teaches us in this way to distinguish between God-given authority and comments that come from human frailty. Jesus, right after declaring, I tell you, you are Peter, on this rock I will build my church, rebuked him, saying, get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block for me. You do not have in mind the concern of God, but merely human concerns. And it's very critical to distinguish the difference and only through a process of self-denial and putting to death our tendencies are we able to go deep into our conscience and see that. I repeat, otherwise what happens is we pick and choose according to our convenience. Well, the Pope says this, fine, then I do this. Well, the Pope says the other thing, and then fine. And then what happens is we may reject something the Pope says or simply ignore it or forget about it because we don't like it. But then we cling to something because we like it. So we must ponder this distinction between the obedience we owe to the concerns of God, quoting the the words of Jesus, expressed in matters of faith and morals, and the opinion that are based on assessments that our shepherds, whether it's the bishops or the pope, receive from others, be it scientists or doctors, such as what medications or the, that, the vaccine or whatever, and what is it, how good or not good it may be. The popes for those things simply depend on the advice of agencies and governments responsible for those evaluations. So like Mary, we may be pierced by the Pope, but we shall always recognize his papal authority and pray for him. In this way, we also follow the example of St. Catherine of Siena, doctor of the church, a humble woman who taught herself to read and write when she was an adult, and she, she had this ability of profound respect for the authority of God, and at the same time, this clarity to, to say, this is not right. There's a man, his name is Frank McCormick. He's a high school history teacher in a Chicago suburb. He has voiced his views against the critical race theory at his school district for six months. He realized that the loneliness 
the personal attacks from all directions and the constant fear of losing his job are the very things keeping many others quiet about the issue, including at one time himself. Mr. McCormick said, there is nothing of value that does not come at a cost. Even if my career at the district ended, it would have ended with my trying to do something right. This man, Frank, to fight against a diabolical agenda, perverting the minds of our children, had to die to his own desires and attachments and embrace the cross of great suffering to choose to fight for Christ and with Christ will always require the courage to suffer greatly. God calls us to follow Christ and to suffer with him, to wear the crown of the sins and disorders of our loved ones, and to be scourged and pierced by their brokenness as God's way of the cross to make all things new. Many in our community know the suffering. We have here Jack celebrating his birthday, who has been suffering for three months, and his wife Amy, yet with faith and hope as they continue to fight for freedom, waiting to see if his religious exemption will be accepted. But he is willing to fight for freedom, not only his freedom, but the freedom of all of us, the freedom of his children and grandchildren. Ultimately, my community, to persevere till the end, as Christ's followers, we will have to possess the one desire Jesus Christ lived on earth, solely the cross. My community, friend Jaggerstatter, was among the few followers of Christ during World War II. Every priest and bishop and most lay people in his town and surrounding towns went along with the Nazi agenda. Yet this one simple farmer crucified all his desires and attachments and was willing to be crucified with Christ to fight for life, dignity, and freedom. I, as your spiritual mother, choose to listen to the voice of God and to be crucified with him to fight this decisive battle. And I encourage each of you as his victim souls to do the same for the glory of God and the salvation of the world. And I end with words the Lord gave me in December of 2021. He said, you will be sent out to speak the truth of my kingdom that is being established on earth. And you will speak the truth of Satan's kingdom of destruction. Yet few will listen. 
few will follow you. Be prepared for a difficult walk through the strenuous path of my passion. You will experience my solitude, exhaustion, interior struggles, the fury of Satan and his principalities, betrayal by my church, and in the end, martyrdom with me. Know, my little one, that you are not alone. I am with you and the few that will remain faithful, walking my narrow path with you. Persevere till the end, and you will witness the heavenly Jerusalem established on earth for the glory of God. And you will rejoice at my right side with the 144,000 who endured for love of me to the end. Go in peace in the perfect knowledge that I am with you. My community, we will become fewer. We will become smaller. Each of you and I are being purified deeply, profoundly. We will have to make and are making very difficult choices. Choices which will determine if we remain in the army of God as true victim souls and ultimately my family. Some of us will be called, I feel, also to the red martyrdom. And we have to be willing for love of God, for love of the cross, for love of souls, to truly die as one with him. This is who we are. This is the mission that God has given us. Therefore, I pray constantly for each of you and for myself that we can remain faithful out of love for God. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.